Hallelujah. All right, so. curse out the way okay do ye need the holy spirit to be holy that was the question you know um that that i asked during the experiment um the, the lesson experiment and uh as aforementioned i got a number of, of uh responses that you know disagreed with mm -hmm. um and you know, kind of, kind of took it personally, um, you know. But that was the question, mm -hmm. and the answer is no. You don't. You do not need the Ruach Hakodesh to be holy. You know, and you know. You know, and, and forgive me, you know, I am not yelling, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you don't need the rock aquadesh to be holy. Consider the following. The spirit of Elohim. Now, the spirit of Elohim does not equal. You see, that's the equal sign with the line through it. Does not equal the Holy Spirit. You know, and you know, see, this is why this is why, like, you know, I was doing the discipleship course, and within the discipleship course, you know, um, one of the exercises was to be able to recognize the nuances and the distinctions in scripture. Amen. Amen. You know, and you know, oftentimes when people read scripture, they just lump stuff together, you know, uh, and you know, and and somehow they, you know, they think it's all all good, you know, and, and, it, and it all just, you know, flows together. No, it, it doesn't. The distinctions are there for a purpose, you know. And so the spirit of uh, Elohim or the spirit of God does not equal the Holy Spirit. Bless you. You know, amen? Amen. amen. You know, uh, let us consider uh, 2 Samuel 5.10. 2 Samuel 5.10, you know, says, and David went on and grew great, and Yahuwah Elohim of hosts was with him. And so what I want to point out, you know, with this with this verse is that Yahuwah is an Elohim of hosts. That means many, you know, and he's his host is made up of angels, of spirits, and, all, and, and a number of different types of spiritual beings even. Amen. Amen. You know, hence he's called, you know, Yahweh Elohim of host. You know, in Psalms 104.4, it, it teaches us, it says, who make of his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire. You know, so he can make his angels, he makes his angels spirits. Amen. You know, and, you know, he has many of them. He doesn't just have one. But, you know, for some reason, everybody thinks that, you know, every spirit you know, is the Holy Spirit. You know, every spirit from God or every spirit from Elohim is not the Holy Spirit. Uh, consider number 1622. It says, and they fell upon their face and said, O Elohim, the Elohim of the spirits of all flesh. You know, shall one man sin and wilt thou be wroth with all the congregation? 
you know. And so what I want you to uh, zero in it on is he's the Elohim of all spirits of flesh. You know, that's many, 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 many spirits. Amen. You know, and that's not even counting the, the angels that he makes spirits. Right. right. You know, and Second um, Maccabees 3.24, let's consider that. It says, now as, as he was there present himself with his guard about the treasury, the Adonai of spirits. And the prince of all power caused a great apprehension, uh, so that all that presumed to come in with him were astonished at the power of Elohim and fainted and were sore afraid. Amen. You know, now again, he's that Adonai of spirits, of all spirits, those of flesh and those, you know, those, those spirits that uh that is of flesh and those that aren't. You know, so Yahuwah is Elohim of hosts. He is over all spirits, the good as well as the evil. So just because one receives a spirit from Elohim doesn't mean it's the Holy Spirit of Elohim or even a Holy Spirit of Elohim for that matter. And yes, there's a difference betwixt the Holy Spirit of Elohim and a Holy Spirit of Elohim. You know, yes, and that's what I mean that you have to pay attention to these distinctions because, yes, there is a difference between the Holy Spirit of Elohim and a Holy Spirit of Elohim. Only one of the Old Testament saints, that is Moshe, is said to have had a Holy Spirit. And only one is said to have had the Holy Spirit, and that is King David. And I assure you, this is not by happenstance. You know, now that's beyond the scope of this message, but just know that it's not by happenstance. Mm. Now that said, spirits sent from Elohim are not always Holy Spirits, and sometimes they're not even good spirits. <laughs> Let us consider Judges 9.23. It says, then Elohim sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. Did we read correctly? We couldn't have. We couldn't have read correctly, could we? It doesn't say that, does it? It said, then Elohim sent an evil spirit. You, wait, wait, what do we mean? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you're telling me that Elohim sent an evil spirit? Yes! Every spirit that Elohim sent is not holy. Here we see he sent an evil spirit. Am I making this up or is this word? First Samuel 16, 15, and Saul's servant said to him, Behold, now an evil spirit from Elohim troubles you. An evil spirit from home? You mean Elohim sent evil spirits? Well, according to scripture, he does. Let every matter be established by two to three witnesses, right? So we have our two witnesses. But I'm going to give you a third anyway. First Kings 22, 33. Now, therefore, behold, Yahuwah has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these your prophets. Mm. Mm. So now these are not holy spirits, but they are spirits sent from Elohim. Amen. Amen. So every spirit of Elohim is not a holy spirit. And it's definitely, definitely not the Holy Spirit. Amen? 
Amen. Let me have my first reader read Exodus 31, 1 through 6, please. And Yahuwah spake unto Moshe, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of Elohim, in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship, to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass, and in cutting of stones, to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee. Hallelujah. So we see in verse 3, it says, I have filled him with the spirit of Elohim. Now take note that holiness had nothing to do with why Yah filled them with the spirit of Elohim. And neither did he say he filled them with the Holy Spirit or even a Holy Spirit, but spirits of wisdom and understanding and knowledge in all manner of workmanship. You know, and, and that was to devise cunning works, um, to work in gold and silver and brass for the assignment that he had, had assigned them to do. Amen? Amen. Okay, enough with those who didn't have the Holy Spirit. Let's get to who and what the Holy Spirit is and those who did or do get the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yochanan mm -hmm. 4.26 But the Comforter, which is the Ruach HaKadosh, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. Uh, let me have my next reader uh, finish out the other passages. Acts um, 2 and Acts 10. Acts 2.33, therefore, being by the right hand of Elohim exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Ruach HaKadosh, he has set forth this, which ye now see and hear. Acts 2.38-239. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Yahushua Messiah for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of Ruach HaKadosh. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Adonai our Elohim shall call. Acts 10, 44 and 45. While Peter yet spake these words, Ruach HaKadosh fell on all that once heard the word and they all and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of Ruach HaKadosh Hallelujah Alright so I want to point out something here you know um, and, and, the, and the thing I want to point out is this is uh, in all these instances instances it is speaking of the Ruach HaKadosh now I have you know that your Bibles do not distinguish where whereby the, the word speaks to the Ruach Hakodesh versus the word speaking to a Ruach Kodesh. Mm. Now, um, most times, you know, I try not to uh, forget, but most times I do. Like when when, uh, when I put up a, a a lesson, you know, and it speaks about um, Ruach Kodesh or Ruach Hakodesh, you know, if you pay attention, mm -hmm. 
you know, which I know nobody probably haven't caught up until this point, you know, but sometimes you'll see me put Ruach hot Kodesh. And then other times you'll see me just have Ruach Kodesh without the hot, without the definite article, okay. you know? And so the definite, definite article speaks to a particular thing, you know, and you know, Kodesh just speaks in general. So, you know, you can have, uh, a holy spirit just a, a generally holy spirit or you can have the holy spirit amen you know and in all these instances you see ha kodesh because it's speaking about the holy spirit hallelujah you know and so the comforter is the holy spirit you know so hereby we learn that the ruach ha kodesh that is the Holy Spirit is also known as the comforter and that he's a gift from Yah that is given to Israel as well as the Gentiles. Amen. Anybody still with me? Yes. You know, let me have my next reader read Yochanan 14, 16 and 17, Yochanan 15, 26 and Yochanan 16, 17, please. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Ruach of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Ruach, of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. All right. So hereby we learn that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, i.e. the Comforter, the Ruach of truth, you know, we learned that the Holy Spirit is the comforter and also is the Ruach of truth. And I'll have you, I'll have you know that neither the comforter nor the spirit of truth is mentioned anywhere else in scripture outside of the brick Kadashah. Outside of the New Testament, you will not find the comforter or the spirit of truth mentioned. Mm. And I'll have you know that uh, this was due to very good reason, you know, you know, very good reasoning indeed. You know, these things are not by happenstance, you know, and a lot of people seem to think so because, you know, they don't truly believe that the word of Elohim is in fact the word of Elohim. Mm -hmm. But if it truly is the word of Elohim, if one truly believed that, then they would also have to believe that it is perfect. Because Elohim is perfect. Amen. You know, so, you know, it can't be of him and be any other way. You know, and so, you know, when you start off thinking that you're dealing with, a, with something that's flawed, then you'll see flaws. But when you start off thinking that you're dealing with something perfect and complete, then you'll think it's perfect and complete. You get to choose which one you want to believe. Mm -hmm. 
But I assure you this one thing, whichever one you believe, if you ever truly, truly study this book, you can come to no other conclusion except that it is perfect and that it is of element. Yeah. And that I guarantee you. You know, so we learned that the, whole, the Holy Spirit is the comforter and is the ruach of truth. That's the Holy Spirit. That's not just a Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. the Holy Spirit. Am I lying? This is the spirit that y'all said he would send. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, and, and this is the one that he sent. Now, you can search the scriptures all that you might from front to back. You can even go to the Apocrypha writings. And all the Dead Sea Scroll writings, you know, uh, and you will not find the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, anywhere else outside of the Brit Kadashah yeah. scriptures. Because all of those writings came before Yahshua lived. And only the ones that came after he died speaks about the comforter, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, because that was when he was sent after he had been seated on the right hand of the Father. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So, you know, if you search throughout the scriptures, the Holy Ghost, your comforter, you know, the spirit of truth, you won't find because he didn't come until after Yahshua had passed. Now I'm not making nothing up, Emma. This facts, right? This this, this scripture. I'm just I'm just saying what the word teaches, right? The Ruach Hakodesh, that is the Holy, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, did not come until after Yahshua was crucified, right? So, if he didn't come until after Yahshua was crucified, and you need the Holy Spirit to be holy, then what that would mean is that Abel, Seth, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, ya Yaakov, Joseph, Aaron, Joshua, Samuel, David, Nathan, Gad, Elijah, Elisha, Yeshayahu, Yermiyahu, Yo, Ezra, Hosea, Enoch, Malachi, Micah, Nahum, Yonah, Haggai, Yoel, Ezekiel, Obadiah. None of them was holy. And it's a lot I left out. Right. That's right. None of these folks was holy. Seriously? His Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, had not come because Yahshua had not yes. yet been crucified. Right. Yes. The Comforter had not come because Yahshua had not been crucified. The spirit of truth had not come. So there's no way that that spirit could have made these people holy. 
So they must be darn holy. If I'm to believe that you need the Holy Spirit in order to become holy, then they must be the unholy. But we know that's not true. Right. Amen? Amen. We know that they were holy. Well, how do we know they were even holy? The scriptures say they was holy. Well, let's see. Deuteronomy 7, 6 says, For you are an holy people to Yahuwah. Your Elohim, Yahuwah, your Elohim, has chosen you to be a special people to himself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> said that they're holy people. Yeah. What about Yahu 2, 3? It says, Israel was holiness mm -hmm. to Yahuwah and the first fruits of his increase. All that devour shall offend. Evil shall come on. Right. Hmm. Seemed like it seemed like they were holy to me. What about Yeshayahu 63:18? The people of your holiness have possessed it. But a little while your adversaries have trodden down mm -hmm. your sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Sound like he's saying they holy to me. Mm -hmm. Sound like all of them was holy. Yeah. It should now be clear that holiness existed in Israel before Yah sent the Holy Spirit right. of truth. Before he sent the Holy Spirit of truth to Israel, you know, it should now be clear that, you know, they were holy. So now the question becomes, how did they obtain holiness if not by the Ruach HaKodesh of truth? How did they become holy without the Holy Spirit? The answer is that they became holy the same way we do today. And that is by obeying the truth, right. yes. i.e. the word of Elohim. Yes. This is why the Ruach HaKodesh is called the spirit of truth. Yes, it's the spirit of truth, but the spirit of truth comes when you're in the truth. Mm -hmm. yes. So they became holy the same way we become holy, which is by obeying the truth. And the truth is the word of Elohim. Right. Yoke 9, 17, 17. You know, this is our Messiah praying to the Heavenly Father in how we're to be sanctified, that is, made holy. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Can't you see that even the Messiah prayed that his word will, will make us holy, will sanctify us? Amen? Amen. Also, Yochanan 17, 19, which says, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now, why did I say I sanctify myself? Yahshua said he sanctified himself. I, you see, I put emphasis on that. You know, because that's the same way we're made holy. We sanctify ourselves, but not in and of ourselves. We have help. Yeah. And that help is the word of Elohim. Mm -hmm. Consider Leviticus 11, 43 and 44. It says, ye shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth, neither shall ye make yourselves unclean with them that ye should be defiled thereby. So we're not to make ourselves abominable, unclean, or defiled. Yeah. Why? Verse 44, for I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, and ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves and be holy, for I am holy. Mm -hmm. 
neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon earth. Did you catch that? Did you catch where he said, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves? So what is he saying? What was Yahshua saying when he said he sanctified himself? You know, and he's our example. So however he done it, we supposed to do it. Right. Amen? Amen. And the same way he done it was the same way that the, that the um, patriarchs and the saints of old done it. They sanctified themselves. You know, see, verse 44 says, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves and be and shall be holy. And you shall be holy. Also, consider Leviticus 27 and 8. It says, sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy. For I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. And ye shall keep my statutes mm -hmm. and do them. I am Yahuwah, which sanctifies you. Okay, so now we got a little twist there. You know, again, we're told to sanctify ourselves. But then verse 8 says, I am Yahuwah, which sanctifies you. Well, how does... How do we sanctify ourselves? Yet Yahuwah also sanctifies us through his word. And this is why verse 8 says, and ye shall keep my statutes and do them. His statutes is his word. Amen? Amen. His statutes are his word and his word is his will. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be holy by keeping his statutes and doing them. See, now take note. Just because you have his word, just because you have his commandments, his statutes, don't make you holy. Right. Did you catch that? Yes. Just because you're in possession of his statutes, his commandments, does not make you holy. Right. You have to sanctify yourselves yeah. with them yeah. by actually keeping them yeah. and doing them. Yeah. And when you do so, then it's not you making yourself holy in and of yourself is Yahuwah that's making you holy via his word. Via the word of Elohim. And who is the word of Elohim? Yahshua. Yahushua Hamashiach, our Messiah, our Redeemer, our King. You can't get around him. That's right. Amen. Now this is a concept that is foundational. For if one doesn't understand how they play a part in being made holy, then they're also they're, they're also going to lack understanding on how they likewise play a part in their, their becoming unholy. Just like you can make yourselves holy, you can make yourselves unholy. Yeah. Right. Amen? Amen? And if you don't understand how you're made holy, you're certainly not going to understand how you can make yourself unholy and you run the risk of making yourself unholy. Yeah. Mm. Can you see how important this is? Yes. Let me have my next reader read the next um, series of uh, verses, please. So kill the Passover and sanctify yourselves and prepare your brethren that they may <clears throat> that they may do according to the word of Yahuwah by the hand of Moshe. Ephesians 1 13. And whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that holy spirit of promise. Numbers eleven eighteen, and say thou unto the people, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh, 
For ye have wept in the ears of Yahuwah, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? And it was well with us in the Tarim. Therefore, Yahuwah will give you flesh, and ye shall eat. Joshua 3, 5. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow Yahuwah will do wonders among you. Second Chronicles 29.5 and, and said unto them, Hear ye, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves, and sanctify the house of Yahuwah, Elohim of your fathers, and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy people, of the holy place. Hallelujah. Okay, so, you know, Second um, Chronicles 35, 6 said, kill the Passover and sanctify yourselves. And it spoke of doing according to the word of Yahuwah. Mm -hmm. See, this is how we're sanctified. It's by, even by doing according to the word of Yahuwah. Amen. Amen. You know, and so this is how we're made holy. This is how the saints of old was made holy. This is how Yahshua sanctified himself. This is how we sanctify ourselves. You know, in Ephesians 1.13, I put that there to show you that even in the brick shower in the New Testament, it's no different. It says, in whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, also after ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You know, so one, if you heard the word, you know, and the word was the word of the gospel, and ye believed, now, this, now if, if you truly believed, you know, believe carries the the uh, the essence of being persuaded. You know, if you're persuaded, you're persuaded to do something. Mm -hmm. And if you truly believe, you will you will do. Yeah. You know, and so it, it's an action word in all actuality. You know, and so what's being what's being said here is after you heard the word of truth, that um that word being the gospel of your salvation, you believe and you acted on it you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. This is how you receive the Holy Spirit, even by becoming holy via obedience to his word. Everybody with me? Yes. You know, you have a part to play in right. this. And if you don't understand that you have a part to play in your own holiness, then you won't get holy. You won't become holy. And if you do by happenstance, become holy for a time it's a good chance you won't remain holy and that's huge you know now numbers 11 18 number joshua 3 5 and and second chronicles 29 5 you know i put them there so that you can see in each case it says sanctify yourself sanctify yourself sanctify now yourselves and this is essential that you understand that you have a part to play in becoming holy. It's not because you say a few words and presto change, oh, you automatically made holy. No, it don't work that way. If all these other saints had to sanctify themselves, if Yahshua had to sanctify himself, how do you think you don't have to sanctify yourself? <laughs> oh, you just special, huh? <laughs> It doesn't work that way, not scripturally, not scripturally. Let me have my next reader read the next um, <laughs> series of passages uh, from Exodus, please, thank you. And Moshe said unto Yahuwah, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, 
set bounds about the mount and sanctify it. And thou shalt sanctify the breast of the wave offering and the shoulder of the heave offering, which is wave and which is heaved up of the ram of the consecration, even of that which is, a, is for Aaron and of that which is for his sons. And thou shalt offer every day a bullock for a sin offering for atonement, and thou shalt cleanse the altar when thou hast made an atonement for it, and thou shalt anoint it to sanctify it. Seven days thou shalt make an atonement for the altar, and sanctify it, and it shall be an altar most holy. Whatsoever, whatsoever touches the altar shall be holy, and thou shalt anoint the labor and his foot, and sanctify it. All right, so... I pray that you can see this because not only did Israel sanctify themselves, they also sanctified many other things, you know, such as here in Exodus 19, 23, we see they sanctified the mountain, you know, in Exodus 29, 27, we saw they sanctified um, food, the breast of the wave offering and the shoulder of the heave offering. And Exodus 29, 36, and 37, we see, you know, they sanctified the offering, but they also um, sanctified the altar. And in Exodus 40, they sanctified the um, labor. Israel not only sanctified, that is, made, made themselves holy, but they also made holy cities and yeah. holy mountains, hills, temples, tabernacles, oracles, places, houses, instruments, vessels, animals, tithes. Convocations, days, offerings, oil, foods, furniture, camps, habitations, etc. Yet it was all done in accordance with Israel's obedience to the word of Elohim. You can sanctify nothing without the word of the Most High El. It is your obedience in conjunction with the word that causes you to become holy. Whether we're talking about Old Testament saints, or New Testament saints. It doesn't matter. The process is still the same. Only difference is in the in the brick kind of shower after the crucifixion of Yahshua, for those who make themselves holy in Yahshua, they receive a gift. And that gift is the comfort. Amen. Mm. Deuteronomy 28, 9 says, Yahuwah shall establish you and holy people to himself as he was sworn to you. If, see, that's, a, that's called a conditional. That's called a condition right there. If you shall keep the commandments of Yahuwah your Elohim. So what happens if you don't keep the commandments of Yahuwah your Elohim? Then he will not establish you as a holy people. Amen. Amen. Take people out and put person there. Yahuwah shall establish you and holy person to himself as he has sworn to you if you shall keep the commandments of Yahuwah your Elohim. And again, if you don't keep the commandments of Yahuwah Elohim, then he won't establish you as a holy person. You cannot separate being holy from keeping and doing the commandments of Yahuwah, which is keeping and doing the word of Elohim, which is keeping and doing the truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. I pray that y'all can, oh, yeah. can, can see, see this. I pray that everyone can, can actually 
receive this and get this. You know, because this is this is foundational. This is crucial. You know, um, let me have my next reader read the biggest 18, 24 through 30, please. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you, and the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon you, and the land itself out of it, out there in habits. Ye shall therefore keep my Sabbath and my judgment, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all of these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew not you out also, when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore shall ye keep my ordinance that ye commit not any of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. Hallelujah. Okay, so now, now remember what holiness means. Remember holiness you know, spoke to something that was sanctified or set apart for a particular use. Amen. And so for those who are holy to Yahuwah, those, they are set apart, you know, for a particular purpose in Yahuwah. Amen. Yes, you know, now remember, holiness also spoke to cleanliness, that which was clean. And it also spoke to that which was bright. You recall that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now that's important because when we start talking about defiling something, when we when we start talking about defiling something, we're, we're talking about making it unclean. Right. Okay, you know, and so if it's unclean, it's going to be unholy. And so you can defile yourself. You can make yourself unholy. You know, uh, Again, we see in verse 26, it says, you should therefore keep my statutes and my judgments and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that's sojourning with you. Why? Because it would make them defiled and make them, cause them to become defiled. And when they become defiled, they will become unholy. That's why he says in verse 30, he reiterates that ye defile not yourselves therein. Don't do the same things that the heathens do because it will defile you. And this is the reason that they're getting um, kicked out of the land. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel 20 verse 7 says, Then said I to them, Cast you away every man, the abominations of his eyes, and defile not yourselves with the idols of Mizraim. Again, you can defile yourself. Once holy is not always holy. Yes. You can defile yourself and lose your status of holiness. Yep. You can't be dirty and clean at the same time. True. I pray that everyone can now see that you can make yourselves holy, but not, not in and of yourselves, but only in conjunction with Yah's word of truth. Mm -hmm. And likewise, I pray that you understand that you can also cause yourselves to become defiled, whereby Ruach wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Consider Deuteronomy 23, 14. It says, For Yahuwah thy Elohim walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee. 
to get to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore, thy camp, therefore, shall thy camp be holy that he see no unclean thing in thee and turn away from thee. So, can't you see that if you're unclean, he's going to turn away from you? If you're defiled, he's going to turn away from you? If because if you're defiled, if you're unclean, you're not holy. But he's a holy heir. He's not going to help the unholy. He's going to turn away from you. See, and this is why a lot of people. Okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to be nice. Please understand that it's only via obedience to Yah's word that one becomes holy. And likewise, it's through disobedience that he become unholy. Consider Psalms 106.39. Thus were they filled with their own works and went a horn with their own inventions. I'm sorry. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a horn with their own inventions. They caused themselves to become defiled, unclean, unholy. Yes, Yahoo 59, 2 and 3. But your iniquities have separated between you and your Elohim. And your sins have hid his face from you. That he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perverseness. And you think Yah is going to roll with you? Right. He will not. Just like you make yourself holy, you make yourself defiled. And he's not going to touch you. Yes, Yahoo 24 5, the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. You know, so folks become defiled, they become unholy, the whole earth has become defiled, unholy, but we can still make ourselves holy today. And we can still keep ourselves from becoming defiled. But we cannot do it while transgressing God's laws. We cannot do it while being in disobedience. We cannot do it, and we won't do it, if we don't understand that we play a part in making ourselves holy. Say lie. Now that we've scripturally shown how one became holy and unholy, that is, defiled or profane, in the Old Testament, we'll now turn our attention exclusively to the Ruach HaKodesh, i.e. the Comforter, that is, the Ruach of Truth. So if not to make so if not to make us holy, why was or why is Ruach HaKodesh given us? The answer is to make us even holier. You know, please consider that holiness is multi-tiered. Hence, the outer court of the temple of Elohim is holy. Yet it was referred to as the court of the Gentiles due to the Gentiles being allowed in that area. But then there was the inner court where access to the actual temple was and there no Gentiles were allowed for it was holier than the outer court. And then you had the holy of holies, which was the holiest of them all <laughs> that nothing but the high priest could go. In. Can you see there's different levels of holiness? Yes. You know, so just because you're holy, you're made holy doesn't mean you're the holiest. Right. You could just be barely holy. Hmm. You could be out of court type holy. Hmm. 
Or you can be inner court type holy. Right. Or you can be the holy of holiest type holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the holy we going for, right? <laughs> First Kephas 1, 2. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of Elohim, the Father, through sanctification of the Ruach, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Yahushua Mashiach, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. And um, so hereby we see is speaking about sanctification of the Ruach unto obedience. And all this is going to do is make you holier because you never would have got the Ruach uh, HaKodesh or the Ruach of truth unless you were holy to begin with. You know, so unless you were actually obedient to Yah's word, you would have never received the Ruach HaKodesh. You had to be obedient in some sense, you know, before you even received it. Even if that obedience was just being obedient, obedient in believing the gospel. Because if you truly believe the gospel, it's going to cause you to do something. Amen. 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 You know, um, and just to show that this is a correct understanding of this passage, if we go just a little bit further down in the same chapter, we see Kepha saying, seeing ye have purified your souls. Remember, holiness speaks to purity, purifying. It speaks to cleanliness. Amen? Yes. You know, you have purified your souls, made them clean, made them holy, and obeying the truth <coughs> through the Ruach. You know, so again, you know, the Ruach will cause us to become holier because, because it will, it will um, actually urge us to be even more obedient. And the more obedient to his word we become, the more holy we yeah. become. Right. And vice versa. Yeah. You know, it continues on unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure fervent, a pure heart fervently. You know, and then we have second Thessalonians 2:13, which is the sister verse to first Peter 2. And it says, but we are bound to give thanks always to Elohim for you, brethren, beloved of Adonai, because Elohim have from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Ruach and belief of the truth. Now, again, you can't get sanctification of the Ruach without the belief of the truth. And this word belief is actually pistis, number 4102, which is actually the faith. You know, if faith speaks to persuasion, persuasion speaks to, you know, you doing something or at least being persuaded to do something. And if you if you're persuaded to do something, you don't do it, then that's faith without works, which is dead. But if you're persuaded to do something and you do it, you know, then your faith goes on living, you know. And so that would be the faith of the truth. In other words, you're being persuaded by the truth. And when you adhere or obey that truth, then you become sanctified through the Ruach who led you into that truth. And that's how that works. It makes you holier. Now, this is no different than how it began for the apostles. For the Ruach HaKodesh is a gift to those that are made holy. Right. That is, those who are made clean or bright via the gospel of Yah. Considering Yochanan 14, 15 through 17, it says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. You can't get around 
doing the word of Elohim. Yes, it's right here. In, it's in the brick Kadasha too. Keep my commandments and I will pray to Father and he shall give you another comforter mm -hmm. that he may abide with you forever, even the Ruach of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it see of him not, neither know of him, but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now ask yourselves, what would have happened if they decided not to keep or obey Yahshua's commandments? Would he still pray to his father? Nope. And will his father still have sent, sent the comforter? I pray that you can see this. You know, again, consider uh, Acts 10, 2 through 4. It says, a devout man and one that feared Elohim with all his house. We're speaking about Cornelius here. You know, take note, it says he was a devout man. That means a pious man, a godly man. One who feared Elohim with all his house which gave much alms to the people and prayed to Elohim always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of Elohim coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he had looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Adonai? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before Elohim. You know, and then, of course, uh, then we jump down to verse 44, you know, he had sent for Peter. The uh, angel told him to send for Peter. He sent for Peter. Peter, get there. And in verse 44, it says, while Peter yet spake these words, Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, fell on all of them which heard the word. You know, and so, again, we see that he was a devout man that feared Elohim before Yah even took notice of him. Right. You know, meaning... You know, if, if he was if he was a devout man that feared Elohim, this, this speaks to him being obedient to Elohim. For we know that Yah doesn't hear the prayers of sinners. Amen? Amen. You know, if, if he was a sinner, Yah wouldn't have never even heard his prayers. So his prayers wouldn't have came up into him as a memorial because he wouldn't have never heard them. Because if you're not obedient, then you're not holy. And if you're not holy, he don't hear you because he's a holy heir. Make sense? Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. This is why we read in Yochanan 9.31, it says, Now ye know that Elohim hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of Elohim and does his will, him he hears. So we know Cornelius was doing his will. We know right. that, he was, mm -hmm. that he was fearing Elohim to a point that he was actually doing his commandments. Also, Proverbs 15.29, you know, says, Yahuwah is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. You know, so you're not going to be wicked, you know, and be getting a bunch of prayers up. Yeah, no, it doesn't wow. work that way. This is why the sinners, the sinners even know that. This is why they come to the saints and ask them to pray for them. Yeah. <laughs> they even know. Yeah. Now, if right. Cornelius and his family were not obedient to Elohim, that is made holy to Elohim through the truth of Elohim, i.e. the word of Elohim, do you really think that Yah would have blessed him and his family with a gift of Ruach HaKodesh? We're yeah. talking about some Gentiles. Wow. You really think that, that he would have, you know, blessed him with the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh? Mm. Of course not. Right. Let me have my next reader read Acts 1, um, 1 through 5, please. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Yahushua began both to do and teach till the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive 
after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of Elohim, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, he hath heard of me. For Yochanan truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Ruach HaKodesh not many days hence. Hallelujah. Now, do you think, now what do you think would have happened if some of, or all of the apostles decided they weren't going to keep Yahushua's commandments? Mm -hmm. Do you think they would have still received Ruach HaKodesh? Nope. No. And what if they stopped keeping his commandments? Would the Ruach HaKodesh continue to abide with them? No. It's not hard, y'all. It's not hard. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, well, what about passages such as Galatians 3, 2, and 3 that says, this only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Ruach by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Ruach? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Now, to some, this passage may seem contradictory to the mountain of scriptural evidence I've presented thus far and caused them to discount it. So this, so this is why I threw it up here, mm. you know, So because I, I want to address this matter. You know, so please allow me to introduce you to one of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's known as MQMMT. It's an acronym for the Hebrew words, Mixat Maaseh HaTorah, you know, i.e. the same phrase that Apostle uses in Romans and Galatians, which effectively translates to the select works of Torah. Mm. You know, these select works of the law were the ones that deemed that they deemed most important. And they also believed that they were Israel's righteousness, which is what Apostle Paul took exception to. Mm. You know, and this is what he's talking about when he says the works of the law. This is the, um, we finally, after, you know, countless years, have something that speaks to what he was talking about when he says the works of the law or the works of righteousness, um, as, as it sometimes is called as well. You know, uh, a lot of Christians don't understand that when you, when you speak about the works, when you speak about Torah to, to a Yahudim or to a Jew, you know, they, 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 think, they think Torah two parts, you know, the law two parts, which one? You know, because it's the written law and there's the oral law. Okay, the written law is the word of Elohim, which we all know and love, but the oral law is what they refer to as the Talmud, the Mishnah, the Kabbalah, these things that have been passed down, you know, from the rabbis throughout the years. Mm. You know, these were called the works of the law, you know, and these were the things that they had utilized to make the law of no effect that Yahshua would, uh, would talk about, mm. you know, and these are the things that also were nailed to his cross, you know, mm. where scripture speaks about that the handwriting of ordinances you know was was nailed to to the cross you know these are the works of the law you know and this is what apostle paul is talking about here you know 4q mmt reveals to us that the yahudim did in fact hold a doctrine which apostle paul was vehemently disputed you know i.e that one keeping these works of the law was reckoned righteous and even saved by you know, mm -hmm. in all actuality, consider consider the following example. Now, this is um, actually from the scroll, you know, and it's part seven, and it says, "Now we have written to you some of the works of the law, those which we have determined 
will be beneficial for you and your people because we have seen that you possess insight and knowledge of the law. You know, so they just pick some of them, you know, the select ones. Understand all these things and beseech him to set your counsel straight and to keep you away from evil thoughts in the counsel of Bilal. Then you shall rejoice at the end time when you find your find the essence of our words to be true and it will be reckoned to you as righteousness. Mm. That's what Paul had a problem with because Yahshua had brought a new righteousness and it wasn't theirs. You know, um, in that you have done what is right and good before him to your own benefit and to that of Israel. So you see, neither Galatians nor Romans propose a problem when you properly understand what's being communicated by the works of the law, as well as the works of righteousness, as is sometimes noted in the scripture. We know that this is the correct understanding, for scripture teaches the Ruach HaKodesh will lead us into all truth, and that Yah's word is truth. So he leads us into his word. You know, and what does his word say? First John 3, 24, the one who keeps his commandments. Again, you can't get around your part in this. You have a part to play. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. And we know that by uh, that he abides in us by the Ruach whom he has given. You can't get around your part. You have a part to play. You have to keep his commandments. Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. Speaking about our Messiah and the church. And, you know, and, and this is the example that he has set forth for the husband. You know, we are to cleanse our wives by the washing of the word. You know, so wherever they offend the word, that's where you wash them with the word at. Amen. You know, and this is what causes them to be sanctified or holy. Again, it's the word, but you have a part to play. Deuteronomy 26, 18 and 19, because it was the same way in the Old Testament. And Yahuwah have avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he have promised thee, and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments, and to make thee high above all the nations which he have made in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be an holy people unto Yahuwah thy Elohim, as he has spoken. You can't be holy without doing his commandments. You have a part to play. Yes. Acts 5.32, and we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom Elohim has given to them that what? That obey him. This is how you get the Holy Spirit, is by obeying him. There's no way around it. Ye have a part to play. Ye make yourselves holy. And ye make yourselves defiled. So at the end of the day, you're going to be without excuse because you get to choose. That's all I have. Pray it was a blessing.